Hi, this is Rich. And this is Kyle. Welcome to episode 18 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week it's Obsid by Meshuggah. Let's get into it. How you doing, Kyle? You all right? Yeah, I'm absolutely fine, Rich. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Again, it's been another week, and you know it's hard to remember what you've done for a week. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything interesting? No, my friend was here last week. Um, our friend Jake came up again, the one that's been like isolating down in Cornwall. Um, he yeah. came up to see us for a few days, so that was nice. Um, yeah, I got to spend a few days with him and just, you know, played some games, relaxed, uh, hung out. He's working on a comic at the moment, so he was doing that and I was doing oh, various cool. other things. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is he an uh, illustrator or a writer he, or what? Both. <laughs> He's just like nice making a comic from scratch. Wicked. Yeah. That's awesome. Is it about us doing a podcast? It is, yeah. It's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How have you been? How was your weekend? Yeah, it's been nice. I saw, uh, I went to my sisters, saw my mum, saw my sisters, saw my brother-in-law and my nephew. Um, so that was fun it was Lovely. both my brother-in-law and my mum's birthdays last week so we had like a um a big thing, thing. at the weekend yeah there was only six of us don't worry um, i'm worrying <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so that was fun we had like a joint lunch and we had a cake and stuff like that so that was cool lovely uh but yeah otherwise i've been uh trying to get my head around mashoka mm. yes that is the best way to put it i think yeah, I'd never listened to Meshuggah before. No, me neither. I knew Bleed, which is why I put them on the spreadsheet, because I was like, yeah. oh, this has got to be worth a look at. But I wasn't expecting it to come up so soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I knew nothing. Um, well, we were just talking off air. that The first thing that both of us ever heard was the mashup of one of their previous songs with uh, the part of the visuals from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, which is but about 20 is seconds long, isn't it? Yeah. But that's literally all I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I knew they were part of this genre that I guess we'll talk about called gent. Yeah. Um, do they, are they like the pinnacle of that genre? That I mean, like? I, so I've never, I've seen the name gent written down for years, but I've never actually looked into it. But all of my readings seem to imply that they are responsible for gent. Like they yes. are the originators. So I don't know if yeah. the rest of gent sounds like this. But yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what I took from what I read about that genre was that it's been... It's a name coined from their sort of music, but they aren't like the most gent band out there. Right. Because they do other bits and bobs, whereas <laughs> there are bands that are literally just doing syncopated chugs. Right. I, like, I, I single note. I've, all I see about Gent as well on the internet is just people like deriding it and saying that it's shit. Yes, I see that as well. There's yeah. a Family Guy meme that comes up quite a lot, isn't there? Is there? I don't think yeah. I've seen uh, So it's that bit in Family Guy where Meg's like, why do you guys all think you're better than me? And it like cuts to the rest of the family. They're all in like tuxes. Right. Um, and the meme is that and Meg is Gent. And then... Right. <laughs> generally it will be like the like peter lois and chris will be like the sound of a lawnmower absolutely anything possibly <laughs> else just like things like that <laughs> oh that is good um should we talk about them as a band we should talk about them as a band and what we were just talking about then i will sort of wheel back to very quickly uh but yeah hey, let's give the let's give the basics do you wanna i'll do the song names and you do the band members or i'll do the band members and you do the song names which one do you want oh i'll do um well, song names look a bit easier, don't they? <laughs> I'll, I'll do the I'll do the band members. Oh, go on then. I've been to Sweden four times, Kyle. Well, fucking Mr. Big Show I, over there. I even over a year ago I started learning Swedish on Duolingo. Fuck what? All right. Yeah. Christ. Not that I can. Uh, not that that means I can pronounce people's names correctly. <laughs> we didn't get to Meshuggah. I think that was like level seven. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go on the names. Uh, let me just make sure I'm naming the right people for this album uh, oh. rather than just their current lineup. Okay, so for on vocals we've got uh, Jens Kidman. Are we saying mm-hmm. Jens or Jens? Probably uh, Jens. Probably I Jens. Guess. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, lead guitar we've got Frederick Thordendal. Rhythm guitar Martin 
Hagstrom. Uh, on base, we've got Dick Lovegren. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Sounds like something from Austin Powers. <laughs> and then uh, on drums, we've got Thomas Hacker. Hacker? Hacker. Ha- yeah, I don't ha- know. Ha- Hacker? Harker? I don't bloody Harker. know. Harker. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Sorry, my sugar. Thomas, tell us. <laughs> tell us, please. Um, yeah, okay. So that's that's the lineup at the time. Um, how many albums have they done at this point? Um, this was their, their sixth, sixth album. Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe that they've been around since 1987. Neither could I. That's like fucking like Metallica That's... only been around for four years at that point. Yeah, and that I mean also if this is only their sixth album after That's 31 years at that point, isn't it? 21 uh, years. 21 years. Yeah. 21 years. Six albums. 21 years. Yeah, that's it's not too fast, but. I guess we'll uh, we'll see later why things take a bit longer. Yes. It did pretty well, chart-wise, didn't it? Considering what it is, yes, it did. My God. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. So it came out, I think in Europe, it came out on the 7th of March, 2008. Uh, uh-huh. In the States, it came out on the 11th. Um, and it got to 59 in the US chart. I know. Which is nuts. Janet Jackson was number one in the US uh, at that point. <laughs> right. They could have knocked her of right course. off that top spot. They should have done. Um, and then in the UK, it got to 151. So not quite as high, but I think uh, it's probably, I don't know, I was going to grossly generalise there and say there's more metalheads in America, but I have no idea or basis for that. No, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, I, st- I would still agree with you with also no evidence to back myself up, but I would yeah, definitely fine. agree with you. Did you see um, their album, the their 2002 album, uh, Nothing? Did you see that that was, because they're signed to Nuclear Blast Records. Yes. Did you see that that album, it got to number 165 on the Billboard Top 200? Did you see that right. that was the first album on a Nuclear Blast record that ever made it into the Billboard 200? Interesting. Yeah, they were okay. the first band for that record label that ever cracked. Because they're like, I assume that band is like, goddamn, uh, who am I thinking of? You know, uh, just all those hit, like mental death thrash metal bands on Nuclear Blast. Yeah, well, Blast. I've, got, I've got a list of Nuclear Blast artists I mean, I'm not going to read them all because no. there's honestly hundreds. But <laughs> the names on this list are amazing. It's like if you're like an extreme metal band or yeah. like a super heavy, like non... Like if you're not Metallica or Slipknot or yeah. Deftones or someone like <laughs> if that. If you're not on Roadrunner, then, you're on Nuclear Blast. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they've got... Um, I think they started off in like hardcore punk and then they've just got into like... Um, black metal and death metal and stuff yeah uh, but they've got as i dying are on there which who we talked about a few weeks ago mm-hmm. um agnostic front are on there uh bear moth uh bleeding through uh Berry tomorrow used to be on there uh children of bodom comeback kid jesus um the damn things which is the band with the guys from anthrax and fallout boy what yeah, Scott Ian from Anthrax, and then the drummer and the bassist from Fallout Boy, and then a, a, I think the singer from Every Time I Die have a supergroup called The Damn Things. What? Yeah. All right. They're they're pretty cool actually. Yeah, Christ. Um, Dan's. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. Demi Borgir or on there. Like, it's all oh, those bands that you like had heard of that are yeah. like. If you have to name anyone from those sorts of genres, yeah. they're all on this. Yeah. So they're, you're thinking like the like the if you're looking at the poster for Bloodstock Festival, exactly. that is probably that, entirely that might as well nuclear be blast. The nuclear blast. Yeah. 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 So I only got to F there, but honestly, so oh, Lordy used to be on them. Way. That's a that's a nice little uh, tie-in. Yeah. I mean, nice isn't the word. No. Oh, uh, Machine Head are on them as well. What, still? I thought they were a Roadrunner. So did I. Wait, they must be Roadrunner because Rob was one of the people that wrote for the Roadrunner anniversary album. Roadrunner and Nuclear Blast. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Shit. What are we talking about? Opeth. Uh, um, I'm not going to stop naming that. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about uh, it charted pretty well. Yes, it for sure. did chart well. Yes, but it sold. So in the first six months in the US alone, it sold fifty thousand copies, which is pretty pretty good. That is, I mean, Mastodon sold a hundred thousand in like the first a long time, couple of years, yeah. And I would never expect an album like this to sell like half no. of what Mastodon sold. No, but as we saw, I mean, Tool was like the third best-selling album of the whole year when that true, came out. True, that is true. 
and it was it was nominated for Swedish Grammys this uh, this album. Didn't know Swedish Grammys existed until I started looking up this album. The Grammys with an I instead of a Y. Ah, classic. Uh, but they lost it in flames. I reckon every year it's literally just, is, them is it going to be in flames or Michelle <laughs> who's released an album? <laughs> wow. Maybe we should move to Sweden and form a metal band. Yeah, be good, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, just imagine being like, oh yeah, right, we are Mashoga, we've released this album. Oh, we're still not the best Swedish metal band this year. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Very annoying. Um, yeah, okay. So we talked before we started recording this about how we're going to do this episode. Uh-huh. Because as much as we enjoyed the Tool episode, I think it maybe got a bit too laden down in technicals and stuff sometimes. Yep. Yes. So we are generally, to avoid us sounding like we're relaying like football scores and just <laughs> reading sheets of numbers, we're going to just talk about the album generally and just sort of mention songs here and there when we're talking about certain things rather than going through sort of commentating on each song is that right yeah i mean yeah we'll probably jump into most of the tracks but like it won't be i don't think we'll do our usual you know we normally kind of start at the start of the song and work our way to the end discussing it as we go and i don't think this album doesn't really lend itself to that like you say apart from if you're like a music teacher who has the sheet music in front of you and you're pointing out oh isn't this an interesting rhythm like yeah but nobody wants to hear that not from us this is probably the heaviest album we've talked about heaviest artist as well do you think so i because i was thinking that like i maybe it's just because it gets to a point where everything is sort of like washed together in the mix Mm -hmm. but like i it sort of lost its heaviness for me after a few listens because i think of something like Something like The Thing That Should Not Be or there's a Soundgarden song called Fourth of July or some of the stuff on Architects, some of the big breakdowny stuff on Architects. Mm-hmm. I think of that as heavy and I don't know if it's because it stands out. You know, like the riff to Sad But True, like the fucking brah, yeah. dun, 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 you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you play that back to back with like on the same album, like Nothing Else Matters or whatever, it's like, yeah. fuck, this is heavy. Yeah. Nine songs of just dun, dun, dun. I'd like for me it just kind of I was like is this that heavy or is it just tuned quite low Mm. see I think I do agree but I also think like it's not all that a lot of it is like that stuff but five times as fast and like drums (laughs) like like there's it's super thrashy this album and then his vocals are insanely heavy oh I mean that is that is we were talking last week about um about the Feed the Rhino vocals. Mm-hmm. This makes them look fucking tame in comparison. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah. And it's I think, mad. you know, g- given that I hadn't listened to them before, just that intro to Combustion, which is the opening of the whole album. Yeah. And it's this quite like muted tool Yeah. And then suddenly it's just like blasts you. Yeah. And then just <laughs> his like growls. I was just like, right, this is so heavy. Yeah. That, I mean, did you um, see? Did you see what they're tuned to? Like they're with it because they've got eight string guitars. So well, yeah. So this is the thing. I I just thought, well, that sounds really heavy. They must be in, like <laughs> drop B or something. So I looked at tabs and I was like, oh right, they're on eight string guitars. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's mental. Yeah, they're the first band we've had that's lower than Architects. Remember Architects tuned down to like G sharp or something. Yeah. This is this is down to an F. Like the 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 bottom string of this is almost an octave below a normal E string. Like it's eleven yeah. semitones out. It's so mental. does that mean so that their low string, which is an F, that yeah. means that would actually be um, in the range of the like one of the strings on a bass. It's like probably the... quite close to the G on a bass. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like a few frets up on the D, I guess. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think if you were, like, John Mayung's six-string bass, um, or, like, I mean, not John Mayung isn't the only man in the world that owns a six-string bass, but no. <laughs> just thinking to, like, relate it to Doom Theater. people we've talked about, yeah. Exactly. The top string on a bass, in a six-string bass, you get B, E, A, D, G, and then a C, like it's a C right. at the top. It's actually tuned to a fourth instead of a third, like a guitar string. Um oh. And I think it's probably in that region. If you had a six-string yeah. bass, it's it, but somewhere between the G and the on the C on a six-string bass, I would say. 
Yeah. Because, um, yeah, normally, like, you've got your guitar, which is the lowest string is an E, and then on a seven string, there's a B below that, a fourth again. And then below that, there's an F sharp, yeah. normally. And they've just tuned everything a half step down, so it's in, like, Because F. it wasn't quite low enough. Exactly, yeah, because F sharp's not fucking low enough for them. So... <laughs> What gauge strings do you think? I can't using? even fucking like fourteens or something. I imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe eight strings have their own special gauge. Because yeah, that's true. Or would I you use? Would you literally be using a bass string at that point? I don't know because I don't think a guitar. I've certainly never seen a guitar that's got a that's thick enough to hold a bass string. Bass strings are fucking enormous. Oh, of course. Yeah. But they are, yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know why I'm just staring at my guitar repeatedly like it's going to tell me the answer. As if it's going to tell you, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of combustion, um, I do love that opening, ding, 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 like the palm muted. Yeah. But I can never find the one. So when he starts going, tss, 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 I'm like, what? what's going on? Where, why is he yeah. hitting hi-hats? And then basically the whole song is the thing we love. of just him going, one, two, three, like this. It's basically four and a half minutes of that. Yeah, it really is. It's just, but it's I, relentless. I think the same thing, like that riff. Every time he just goes in, because he goes back into that muted riff, and then the, yes, the symbols yeah. come in again. And I always think, whatever I'm counting, the symbols come in on the offbeat. Yeah, me too. So I don't know if I'm counting it wrong or if he just does it on the offbeat, because then, like, yeah. when you're listening through to the actual like full band riff, it's it is technically four four. Like th- that's the stupid thing about all this. Most of this album is in four four or three four in some yeah. respects and then in other respects yeah it's someone just like doing mad stuff but um yeah because Tom, yeah thomas when it's not syncopated when it's not yeah thomas is normally playing in four but the guitar yeah. is obviously doing something he's not normally playing in four he's he's often playing in four but the guitar yeah. is like playing in whatever rhythm it fucking wants so you can yeah. never quite find the one and they like to do like he'll play in four but then he'll be like one two one two three yeah and you're like, he's accenting, oh, fuck it, it's mad, mental. It's madness. Well, for instance, if, if we jump into Bleed, for an oh, instance, obviously we we're going to talk about Bleed a lot, but yeah. his, half of his kit, he's playing in 4-4, four, four, uh, yeah. 3 4 sorry. Yeah. But his cymbals yeah. are doing 23 over 16. <laughs> half of him is doing 3-4 yeah. and half yeah. of him is doing 23 yeah. over 16 that's like yeah that's like Mike Mangini dream theatre stuff but like the yeah. hi-hat the hi-hat is in 4 one, dun, 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 dun. like that's 4 1 2 3 4 but his feet are going dun, 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 which is in 3 yeah and then, then yeah his and other then, symbols are just yeah. going like, then he goes yeah then when he starts going yeah I saw a bar I can't remember which song it might have been Bleed I was looking at a drum tab for Bleed not that I can read sheet music at all but the, the bit in the middle when it stops and goes really like quiet and then all comes back yep. in again. The sheet music I saw, instead of like dividing that silence into lots of different bars, it had yep. one bar of 5816. <laughs> and that was like, that can't be right. No well, one Thomas is counting, is counting to 58. 58 is he? <laughs> yeah, so he knows when to come back in. Like that, you can't, that's not real. I find it hard enough to count to like seven or nine. So. There's no one counting to 58, surely. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so, okay, so we've just talked a bit about the drumming, so let's get into the drumming, shall we? I mean, yeah, he's 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 he's, he's something else. (laughs) Well, it's really interesting because last week, I can't remember if it's in the episode or if we were talking about it once we'd finished, but you literally said to me, oh, I know the song Bleed, and he sounds like a drum machine. Having done reading about this, they generally like before this album they did their whole previous album using drum programming and he didn't actually yeah, play anything i saw that yeah he i mean he pro apparently the thing i read was it's, it's called like the drum kit from hell uh the yeah. software and it yeah. seems to be software that like he made yeah because it's just all his noises yeah it's so all, it seems like, like yeah it seems like he programmed the drums to the last album just yeah. instead of playing them which is one of the yeah. weirdest things i've ever heard in my life Yes, it is. Like putting um, yourself out of a job. Yeah. But then also, uh, this was Dick's first um, album yes. playing on it. But it, yeah. he'd been in the band for four years. But before that, they'd just been completely doing the bass digitally. Not even yeah. like just using no bass guitars at all. So yeah. this was his first time actually recording with them. Yeah. As a quick side note, could you like could you pick out the bass on this album? Because I couldn't. Am I just being no? Blind? I think it no. Blind. I think it's mixed quite. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I wasn't looking hard enough for the base room. <laughs> Should have had my eyes. You can eyes see it, open. Carl. You can see it. No, I think that I think it's mixed quite low. Yeah, I mean, even if not, the guitars are in drop F. Like you fucking yeah, wouldn't do. It. The guitars tell, are playing in F, so you know. Yeah, who if there's knows? a bass below them going, dun, 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 like you're never gonna hear it, are you? No, not at all. Uh, I imagine he's there, but yeah, just having fun, I doing whatever I don't he wants. Think... I don't think it's the sort of music where the bassist is doing something else. Yes. I think they're just regimentally going to be following that. Otherwise, the the whole thing wouldn't work. Yeah. If if everyone wasn't doing that same syncopated That is literally rhythm. the point of their music, isn't it? Basically. Exactly. So, so if you could tell that he was doing something else, I think it would have failed yeah so yeah um but yeah i think it's funny that it's his first album yeah he's like jason newstead <laughs> just yeah so, nobody wants him oh. and then they also recorded the guitars like without amps without yes. microphones or anything um just straight into like a i guess straight into a, like a a pod jack like to a usb yeah. sort of um device like, yeah one um, of those amp uh like your modelers i guess like kind of thing yeah where you yeah you yeah, dial exactly. in your sound but no real amp yeah and, and all of that makes sense because their their music is so it doesn't feel like they're a band playing in a room it's not like listening to Soundgarden or yeah. pearl jam or something where it sounds mm-hmm. like it's four five guys just sitting in a room jamming yeah it sounds like a very i don't know it, it sounds more like it's about paper and computers than it is about instruments. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think I can't remember if it came up in the Dream Theater episode, but we talked about like how it's like four musicians and how it's kind of like technically, you know, like impressive and whatever. But I do yeah. think that I mean, obviously I like Dream Theater and you didn't really get on with the album, but I in the in the not in a horrible way, but this album feels like like robots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like Dream Theater at least has some sort of life in it and some energy, even if it is okay. perfect to a, you know, even if every note is exactly right yeah. and there's not a blemish on the record, it still mm-hmm. feels to me like it's got like, you know, it's quite bouncy and quite light. It's got whereas, a human touch. Yes. Whereas this album, like you say, feels like it could have been programmed. Every inch of it could have been programmed, mm. which I think is the point because you're meant to be impressed that humans fucking played it. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. Yeah. It, I think it's an album that is supposed to impress. I, I mean, I think you can enjoy it as well. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, I think it's supposed to be an album that you listen to and you go, I can't believe people actually did this. And then obviously they are playing live. They're not yeah. just going to pl- press spacebar on a laptop and mine for <laughs> two hours. Yeah. yeah. Like they do play Bleed live. They play all of these things live. Yeah. Um, and that is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how they do that. No. Neither do I. Oh, yeah. Unfathomable. Again, like, having talked about Dream Theatre and Tool, who, like, Mm. you would also say, how the fuck do they pull this off? This is like... It's like they, like, all have a click track inside them at all times. Yeah. And and like you said, if one of them was off, it would, like, ruin the whole song. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely, yeah. For something like Bleed, if one of them misses a single, it's like the whole thing is fucked. Yeah, yeah. Or just adds... Like, I've been trying to sing it in my head all day and just seeing... Because that song goes on for what, like seven, seven and minutes a half or minutes, yeah. And I've been trying to see how long I can keep that rhythm up in, like, by singing it, yeah, or tapping it, yeah. And like, I can't do it. So like, because I... I, I regularly go like Dylan, 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 Dylan. Like I add an extra single at some right. point. Yeah, so yeah, I go yeah. like Dylan, 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 Dylan. Like, and then that's yeah, just yeah, fucked yeah, already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just dun 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 dun, isn't it? But like, I yeah. I've been trying to play it on guitar and it's fucking impossible. Like, yeah. I can do it for a bit, but I can't do it for seven minutes. It's not even slow and impressive. Like, it's yes. so fast. Every time yeah. that song comes back on, I'm like, this is so much faster than it even needs. To. Yeah, it would be impressive if it was half that speed. But yeah. they're literally just going dun 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 like for seven minutes. But then, but then every possible variation of that as well. Like yeah. that's how it starts, and then there's a dead stop, and then it's like it's like they just had a contest to see how many different iterations of dun they could do, and then they were like, and now you have to match every single one with your bass drum, and we're gonna yeah. do seven and a half minutes of it, and in that seven, we're gonna try every single because like the the changes are so subtle, you know what I mean? Mm. You could almost like miss them, but the, every yeah. every section of the song sort of has its own 
diddle and dun dun something. Yeah. And like they don't miss a single one. But even the very opening of it, it's just that. But but then after however many, he's then starting to bend that, that note. So hard to do. And how are you bending in a progressive manner, but also keeping that tempo up? That's the thing. Yeah. When, but okay, every no. time I've tried to play it this week, I can go dun 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 dun, and then when I start to bend, I just go bum 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 because <laughs> I can't fuck. My brain won't do it. My brain won't bend and go dun 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 at the same time. No. It no. feels wrong. Oh, it's mental. Well, yeah, it's it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, we should quickly talk about like this album took them a year to record. Yes, and I read that it took about six months for them to basically learn the songs. They wrote the songs and then had to like and figure out how like, the fuck well, they were going to do it. Can't play that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've got it down on paper, but I can't physically do it. Which like, is such an interesting way of writing music, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I think the first thing I ever read about Meshuggah was an interview in like Modern Drummer or Rhythm or whatever with Thomas. Yeah. And it was him talking, it must have been him talking about Bleed because I've known this song for years. And I just right. remember reading it, him like, oh yeah, it's basically like a drum machine and I had to figure out how to physically do it with my body for seven minutes. Yeah. And, I was, and I went home and I was like, what is he talking about? And I put it on like, what the hell is a man doing that? that it's, yeah. it's, I mean, again, I've said it a thousand times, but it's unbelievable that they can Yeah, do. I mean, the, the fact that the five of them have gone, yeah, probably on paper and on computers with, with bits, just going, right, this is an album that we want to be able to play it's at the probably at the limits of human capacity <laughs> and we're going to learn it and then it's going to be our album. Like, yeah. You just got to bow down to that, I think. So going back to the recording time, yeah. um, one month of that was just him laying down drum tracks because he did, I think he was doing it sort of section by section, not even full songs. And he's, yeah. it, sound, it sounds like he did between 20 and 30 takes of every single section and then spent the second month just selecting the best takes. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine it, going through yeah. 30 takes of the London, the London, the London, and being yeah. like, well, that's that not good best? enough. <laughs> yeah. Was that better than the London, the London, And it actually took them so long to record that they were supposed to be touring and they had to cancel their tour. Yeah. You must really want to do a new album if you could be like, yeah. Because touring is where bands make. Most of these days yeah it's where bands especially bands like this you know like this is where you get your money so they've gone no we're not going to go on tour with Dillinger Escape Plan Thomas is too busy playing Dillinger and Din for the 30th time today Thomas can't decide between 26 and 27 (laughs) (laughs) they were both so Dillinger and (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah well we can jump off from Bleed because you've mentioned a couple of times that it has like a stop and like an ambient section yes and a few of the songs have that um I think like Lethargica does it as well. Yeah. Um, the following song and um, maybe there's another one, but it's there quite an interesting more. thing. Like, I mean, Dancers to a Discordant System ends with like a quite experimental end. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this, spe- uh, this Spiteful Snake ends with a sort of quite like Dream Theater-esque experimental weirdness as well. Yeah. Um so it's Should... yeah it's obviously a side of them i think this album by the sounds of it this sort of combines like one side of them which is like the more experimental stuff and one side of them which is just the like absolute aggression and thrash and they've sort of poured them in together so i was going to say this is what i meant to bring up earlier when we were talking about it um them being around for so long did you listen to any of their older stuff no i haven't does it doesn't sound anything like this right okay they they did an album in 2000. Well, can you imagine trying to do this on tape, Kyle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, it would have taken them three years, but Thomas would have done it. Um, yeah. They did an album called Chaos Sphere in I think 98 or 99. But right. before that, their first few EPs and their first few albums, they they sound there's a there's genuinely a bit of like Metallica in them. There's genuinely a bit of like. Yeah. They stood out as like Machine Head and Metallica to me. It's kind of just okay. like dead and dead and dead and dead and dead and like that kind of riffing. Wow, and he's like, cool. sc- he's scree- He's not singing, but he's still screaming. But it's a bit less like he wants to punch you in the face. Um, <laughs> I was just reading stuff. I saw a note that was like they used to be kind of thrash metally, and then yeah. Chaos Sphere took a left turn. And I was like, well, I need to check this out. Um, and it is true they didn't used to sound anything like this. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I think they're still quite thrashy. Yeah. But they just there but, was none of the yeah. that stuff. 
But that's interesting because obviously, as you said, they are coming out at the same time as Metallica and Megadeth. And they were, was it that they were originally called or they were in a previous band called Metallien? That was 85. So pretty much off off the back of, uh, what was that? Master of Puppets. Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, uh, yeah. Yeah, Puppets was 86, yeah. Yeah. Um, was so, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ride the Lightning was 84, I think, right? Yeah. Was it 83, was... 84 and 86? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we need to know that? Why is that in our heads? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Now I'm just thinking that Graceland by Paul Simon came out in 86 as well. What a strange year. So did Top Gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the three greatest things that have ever happened in the history of the earth. They would have been listening to Metallica and Machine yeah. Head and, and probably, you know, they well, apart from sort of underground metal, that there wouldn't have been much else for them to sort of base their sound on at that point. No, I yeah. I just wonder when the, you know, what the conversation was behind enough of that shit. Listen to this. <laughs> now that we have computers. Yeah, <laughs> we can become computers. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about combustion and we've talked about bleed, both of which have mm. guitar solos in them. And we've not really talked about, I wasn't expecting guitar solos. That's that's the, the next thing I was going to bring up. Solo. We're so in sync, Richard. Yes, we are. We are very much the diddle din of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting solos at all. No, and, and they're the really first, interesting. First, well, definitely the first three have solos. Yeah, and, and then there's, there's one. There's a couple later, later on, on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're, he's got a really interesting solo style. I thought, like it's he has. It's like the tone of it is really nice. It's got like a mm-hmm. I've written I've written the word ethereal about six times in my notes because um, yeah. it's quite like delayed and quite like chorusy and and open. Yeah. But he, he loves to like he like holds notes for ages and then seemingly like he's quite legato. He's not really a guy that seems to pick a lot and it's just kind of really yeah. fluid like and then down to like another held note. Yeah, I couldn't with those long notes, especially especially when he moves towards the end of a solo where he's like, Mm. I couldn't tell if that was held notes with maybe something going on or if it was like insane tremolo. So there is a few moments on the album when he is definitely tremolo picking. One of the songs right over the end of the outro riff, he's just going like fucking as fast as he can. Um, Because sometimes when people do that so, so fast, it, it does just sound like a held note, doesn't it? Um, so just going back to how you were talking about their shift from their previous music, I saw yeah. a quote from Frederick, and he said about this album, we wanted to have more typical song structures and lots <laughs> of songs. <laughs> typical for who? This is typical song structure and typical lengths of songs, apparently. He's right, perhaps. yeah, no choruses, uh, yeah. just ridiculous repeated and then slightly altered riffs, and yeah, uh, yeah nine minutes long. Typical! So typical, so boring, guys. Because they produced it themselves as well, so it's not yeah. even like they had. I mean, an you can fucking voice. tell they did. Can you imagine if someone else walked into the studio and he spent a month <laughs> doing the drum tracks? You'd be like, "What yeah. the fuck are you doing?" Well, it's, the, it's their own studio. They recorded it in. Did ah, you see that? perfect. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, in Sweden. Because, like, I mean, if they did that in a studio where they're paying <laughs> by the hour, can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> imagine going to your record label and saying, "We need the money to be in a studio for a year." Nuclear yeah, Blast like, would not exist anymore. Yeah, they would have run yeah, them to the ground. Yeah, literally. They're like, yeah, sorry. So, all right, let, let's uh, let's talk about some of these songs that we haven't necessarily gone into. Which um, is the other seven. <laughs> the other seven, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's go into Lethargica because we've talked about the fact that Bleed had a sort of ambient moment and Lethargica has a big section like that. It often sounds a bit like it's a sort of trip hop sort of track but without any drums it's just like the backing of something it's like super ambient sometimes it sounds like the xx um, right do you know what i mean like sometimes i don't know it just sounds like this weird like chill out sort of <laughs> lo-fi vibe and then suddenly everything just comes back in yeah do you mean is this the clean bit in the middle when it's just like picked like ding ding yes exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and then it goes fucking mental yeah. They do a thing in this. I think this might be the first time. It's probably not the first time. Um, the thing we loved in Killswitch, the like half-muted chugs. Yes. That's like one of their signature sounds when they're not just open stringing to death. Yeah. They love like a drong, drong, like that kind of really sludgy. Yeah. Is, is this the song or is it um, Electric Red that's, um, it's got that 
in the verse it's just like yeah that's electric red yeah they're basically yeah. like a note apart yeah and he's doing a tombi and it's just like yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool it is really cool it's a strange yeah. noise yeah it is yeah did you did you look at the lyrics much on this album I did, but they, um, I mean, I, yeah, I normally, when I do my final sort of listen with notes, I always read the lyrics at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And they they seem to just be like basically berating the state of the world, as far as I could tell. In yeah. various, because the, the album itself, like the the name Obzen means like um, Zen, the fact that the universe has like settled into a Zen state even though obscene things are happening, apparently. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, we should the, have said the, that already. Yeah, we should have. So the, so the album, every song seemed to just be like him lamenting this fact that we're like complacent with bad things. As yeah. far as I could tell. Yeah, I, I saw some analyses of it that were suggesting it was a, a full-on concept of that, but there was like quite a narrative to it. So for instance, it was like Bleed was him dying physically and then Lethargica was about him being killed like intellectually and mentally as well and then right um and then he reaches the zen of the obscene in obscene after that and um yeah i mean I, I didn't go too much into them because the the vocals are very well the vocals are obviously like i don't think you're supposed to be listening to this album and <laughs> focusing on the vocals or even really needing to know what he's singing uh-huh personally yeah um i think the the feel of the songs comes across perfectly well enough through the delivery without having to know every single word he's saying yeah you're not like like if you weren't listening to the lyrics you wouldn't be like oh this guy's i bet he's really happy i bet he's singing yeah. some singing about his sweetheart back home <laughs> yeah it's not lyrics in the sense of like four lines of measured uh it's got like uh you know it's got a rhythm to it it's got rhyme to it a lot of it is is purely just thoughts do you know what i mean yeah, absolutely. There's basically no choruses. I think there's one instance on the whole record where a, a, a phrase repeats, and that's yes. it. Yes. Yeah, th- so, yeah, there's a couple, I think. And th- there's, there's, yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, there's two. There's one in the last there's song, only and there's one, one earlier. There's only one moment, and it is in the last song, Dancers this Discordant System, which I thought actually sounds like quite a mastodon chorus. Is it, is um, it the repeated, the, the, the riff, where the four phrases at the end? Right at the end, yeah. We believe, so we're misled. We assume, so we're played. We confide, so we're deceived. We trust, so we betrayed. Yeah, and the riff underneath that is like, it's like a swung six um, where it goes like, and then it hangs, and then he does his vocal line, and then, and then he does, and it's like, oh, this is like sort of melodic almost, you know what I mean? Like, not literally, but. Yeah, that's very meta- uh, Mastodon, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's absolutely something from Leviathan. Like the, yeah. yeah. And that, but like I said, I think that is the only moment on the record where, yeah, it almost like breathes and gives him the chance to be like, vocals! Hmm. Other than that, he's almost like just another dynamic on top of the chugging. He actually does, yeah, it's really interesting you said that because he often is sort of singing. Obviously, his, his growls are pretty much just one note which is a lot of what the guitars are doing as well (laughs) and it's almost like his uh vocals are delivering like another like they're creating a polyrhythm with the music yeah and it's so it's so interesting isn't it like he's just using his voice as another instrument almost Mm -hmm. to to create that that music yeah he could could be saying anything almost and it would just be almost yeah you'd just be listening to a man shout yeah so did you see about the um, the lyrics and the recording and the writing and stuff? So I think they talked a bit about melody, obviously, but then he basically <laughs> was just like... He wasn't listening, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but they I think they recorded the music and then he went in to record. And I think it was something like he hadn't seen the lyrics or he hadn't heard the music yet or something. So he had to just go in there and just just feel it. Shit, that's that's not. I mean, it's not as ridiculous. Uh, Lamb of God, when they record, uh, or sorry, when they rehearse, at least I don't know if it's still true, but there's a great documentary about the making of Sacrament, and Randy doesn't go to the writing sessions, like when they're writing the music, oh. he just doesn't bother. I think the phrase he literally uses is that they're gonna spend the whole day going like this. Should we play this? Or should we play this? And he's like, there is no point in me being sat there in the corner watching that happen. So Amazing. they like 
they do they write the songs go into the studio to like do pre-production and that's the first mm. time he hears the music and then he starts writing melodies and things interesting yeah i don't so know if that's always I'm, the case but i want to come back to that point but i've just found the bit that i was talking about so i'm going to do that and then i'm going to jump on the back of your point then all right okay yeah, so sure. basically he hadn't heard the music Right. And Fuck. he hadn't written the lyrics himself. So basically, Thomas and Frederick had basically walked him through the music and just been like, this is the sort of thing it is. I would like but, to have been there for that fucking conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he hadn't actually heard it, um, which is... <laughs> oh, he, he spent three months doing his vocals. For this I album. mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the way he sings, it probably like you can probably do one take a day. And then yeah. he probably needs to go and have a lie down. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, so, okay, yeah. So I wanted to jump on what you were just saying because I Classic. think... Classic. <laughs> I think sound like if Tool and Lamb of God had a baby. Oh, okay. Because I think his voice sounds very similar to Randy Blythe. Right. And I think it's got that mathiness that Tool has. Yeah. And sometimes it does like weird meandery stuff or just repetitive stuff. But it also has that really low, like it has a similar guitar tone to Lamb of God. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought I kept thinking about Lamb of God whilst listening to this. Yeah, I, I think my the top of my notes says they're the, they're the direct line in terms of what we've done between Tool and Architects. I think Architects yeah. had had a lot of that really low down 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 da 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 da, and then Tool yeah. the like the like you say the repetitiveness the kind mm-hmm. of meandering even like the very notion that the thing we discussed in Tool where like they write songs that you need a pen and paper to fully appreciate and whether or yeah. not like whether or not that makes for a potentially good album. Uh oh, are we uh, are we getting onto verdicts already, Carl? No, we're not. But I'm just saying like the same thing with Tool. Like we kind of openly discussed in Tool that yeah. like you know, sort of halfway through the album, things happen and you enjoy it, but there comes a point yeah. when you're like, who's this for? And is it necessarily yeah. for me? And I think this album has the same kind of feel. Okay. I do find this album, um, and probably, I, I always have found, like, the heavier the music I listen to, the more likely it is that it's going to sort of become background noise to me. Yes. Because even though I love it, like, if I put on something insanely heavy in the car i often find it like really relaxing and rather than being like in my face it just sort of like washes yeah do you get that yeah i know exactly what you yeah. mean um... yeah so even though this is insanely heavy i i found maybe i don't know five six songs in i sort of thought hang on i didn't listen to the last two minutes yeah yeah, yeah. which i think that is literally a thing i said in tool i don't i don't know if it's the thing we talked about last week that like you you know, like I love melody and I love lyrics and I love mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And and that's mm-hmm. what grabs you, doesn't it? When you hear something and yeah. your ears go, oh, uh, that's singable or whatever. And yeah. I think when that doesn't happen, like just the way my brain works is that I sort of go, okay. I, I don't think it, it would take me a very, very, very long time. I don't know how mm. many listens of this album it would take for me to be able to tell you a specific riff from each song. From every song. For, yeah, if you were like, Kyle, name a riff from Combustion, and I could do it. And then, right, Kyle, name a riff from this. I, I genuinely don't know how... Yeah. I think I've listened to this album five times in the last two days, and I still can't do it. Yeah, I, I could probably... I can think about the intro to Combustion. I can obviously yeah, think about Bleed. I I know that this is something I want to talk about. I know I, I'd definitely be able to recognise the intro to Dancers of a Discordant System, because okay. I think it's I think it's a little too weird the riff in the opening of that is it the me. riff it's the the clean riff right that's in four and it's then the, the, the like the weird again like a palm muted dink a dink a dink a dink over the top isn't yeah it? but i think yeah. it's a little bit too atonal like i know literally this the word discordant is in the song name but <laughs> it feels like it's just out of key yeah um like the notes in it just seem like quite a strange mix to me uh-huh um but then what it does do is really interesting is where they do that riff and then they do the exact same riff in terms of where notes come and whether it's like pull-offs and hammers and and things and gaps but it's different notes uh-huh so then the second time around when it's with the full band and it's distorted 
it's like okay right this riff actually makes sense now yeah it's in but four it's, like it's it's, yeah. it's normal but you're right but i just but, mean like notes wise it, yeah, it makes oh, yeah, sense yeah, yeah. as well but when it's just itself it's just like hang on this sounds weird i don't know if i don't know if genuinely like the palm muting notes sometimes makes them sound weirder than they are i often wonder yeah. this like there's like yeah. a thing about going like ding 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 as opposed to da 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 you know that is true yeah I'm and i don't know i don't, yeah but i don't know what it is and i i think you are right though the notes in the the muted part are definitely that i don't think i my first thought was that they're just like an octave up and he's playing them like on the e string instead of on the mm-hmm. bottom f string but i don't think they are i think they are different notes but yeah in the exact same rhythm and it does sound much better when the drums come in and it's just like fucking yeah. enormous yeah very strange um so let's stay on that song for a little bit because they do go into a different vocal style in this song mm-hmm. later on they i think it's like a i don't know can we call it a second verse at this point who knows this, I think, yeah i don't think i don't think they know what a verse is do they there's a bit later on um <laughs> where he's almost doing like a sort of black metal like whispery yeah. vocal style and I think that works really well. And mm-hmm. it's a bit of a shame that it comes in the back end of the last song on the album. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the rest is just, you know, it's all about that blast in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if they did it too much, then it would really bring the uh, bring the whole vibe down maybe. But I think it's really cool to it, that it suddenly comes out and it's like, oh, this sounds really good as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I was thinking as well, once I sort of made the tool connection and did that sort of stuff, do you, what do you reckon it would sound like with Maynard James Keenan over the top of this, doing what he this. normally does? Yeah, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it would work? Yes, I think 100% this would work. So yeah. do I. I really do. Also in Dancers to Discordant System, there's, towards the end again, it sort of goes into, we haven't had it for a couple of weeks, but it does like the Eastern vibe. Yeah, it does. You're right. Yeah, this, there is a solo on this song, right? Is there a solo on this? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's sort of like a. It's another one of those like long notes, isn't it? And there's that, yeah, and then it, it's a bit more like a sort of tool interlude, yeah, rather than a, a necessary a solo as such. But it, yeah, yeah, it's just sort of like notes. But it's got that scale, right? It's got that eastern, yeah. that eastern yeah. kind of scale. Yeah, I'm just thinking, right? I'm just trying to think when it jumped out at me that I was hearing the same kind of notes and being yeah. like, oh, there it is again. It, yeah, it's quite late on in that final song yeah I can't remember what it's a mode it's definitely a mode that's like the eastern sound and it seems to just be a really big hit with metal bands I think yeah um, with like the flat two or whatever yeah I think that song sort of pulls a few things out of its sleeve right at the end of the album yeah which is interesting there's a few parts on the album normally around the solo areas where there is like a synth that comes in or what I think is a synth and I can never quite tell if it's a synth or another guitar with a different effect. Did you notice that in a few different places? Yes, I made that note. Um, there's a point, like three minutes forty-five in the song. Pene- How do you say that? Pineal gland. Pe- Pe- pineal gland optics. Yeah, pineal gland did, optics. Did you see what that means, by the way? No, do I want to? Uh, apparently, it's just a, f- a fancy way of saying seeing with your third eye. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently Fine. I don't know. I don't know where your pineal is, but maybe it's like between your forehead or something. Don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bit in that which is like around the three minute forty five section yeah. where I made a note where I was like, "What is this? Like, is this? It sounds like strings almost. Yeah. But it's not because it's definitely not strings. But it sounds like yeah. So it must be synth, I guess. Yeah. That. Yeah. I've I've written uh, either more ethereal guitar or a synth after the third mm. verse. Yeah. Mm. But it happens quite a few times and I can never quite tell what it is. And it's a really nice, every time it comes in, I'm always like, oh, like a little bit, yeah. of, a little bit of a shift. Yeah, I guess they're just, yeah, they're on the computers anyway. They might as well. It's a click away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we haven't talked about Pravus at all. Okay. And I think that's a pretty interesting song. So do it's I, because it's eight. fast, that song. Yes. And it's got that, it's got the thing at the start that I fucking love, which is the, like, it's actually countable and I could actually count along with it for once. But where the, yeah. there's just like repeated patterns of like one snare, two snares, one snare, slutty snares, one snare, yeah. two snares, one snare, four snares. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I can play along to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt so fucking cool after like eight songs of not knowing what I was doing. 
they're like <laughs> yeah but it's so fast that song it's like fucking in your face and i do really it like it really actually. is yeah i just great. realized that my note so i wrote in my notes this is just the absolute thrashiest intro yeah yeah which it is but um my computer has obviously not seen the word thrashiest and gone yeah that's a so that's a word so it's changed it so that my notes actually say just the absolute trashiest intro <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's an insanely fast song. This yeah, it is, um, and it, it does that sort of, that that thing that combustion does that it it has that absolute blast and then just goes into like a it almost sounds like it just retreats to a guitar in the corner and then the yeah. whole band comes back in like yeah, yeah and yeah. that feels like quite a tall thing as well, doesn't it? Yeah, just like just hanging that same thing but just letting one instrument play it and then just yeah. bringing it all back in. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, they never quite do the tool thing of like slowly introducing everything back in. They kind of just drop it out no, and yeah, then it no, all comes just, back. Yeah. It's just like everything, then one thing, then everything again. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Which is good. I, I think if they spent four minutes bringing it all back in, it wouldn't have the same impact. No, I agree. There's the yeah. thing in this, there's a thing in, uh, in this song that I don't think happens anywhere else on the album either, which is this like, um, like three... Towards the end, one of the riffs, sorry, is like a big hang, um, and then some like octaves, like an octave riff. It's like da 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 na 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 na. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is not just the bottom F string going bam bam bam. Yeah. And I fucking loved it. I wish there was more of it. Yeah. I wish it was a bit more prevalent. And it has like those octave notes really feel quite like. I don't know. There's something about them that evokes those images of like what like classic metal did of mm-hmm. like that sort of like evil and like medieval carnage and destruction and stuff. There's something about that, that those notes that just evokes those images. I don't know what it is about them. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know cool. what it is about. Yeah, why is why is metal like hinged on this medieval <laughs> thing? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird because that's is like the all- absolute like most metal like narrative subject isn't yeah it? absolutely you're like you're vikings going to war yeah. or something yeah it's weird isn't it yeah yeah cool well i guess uh vikings are scandinavian aren't they so oh shit i mean there's a lot of viking met- i mean norway and yeah denmark and stuff Li- viking metal is literally a genre isn't it yeah yeah it is yeah, yeah. one of the contestants on bake-off this year is a viking yes yeah, she is lottie fan. what a hero lottie yeah um, and that's that is just finishing this week, so neither oh, of going on. No spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, when she made a Viking longboat in the first yeah. week, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. She's yeah, when it, when it was introducing her in the first, yeah, and it was like, when she's not doing this, she loves listening to metal music. I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. there we go. So she yeah, in the win. first episode, she they had that for her, and then one of the other one of the guys. When they had to like make a portrait, he did Tom from Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, like, I know. This is a good season. Ah, so good. Those those faces though, just quickly. I know we're like doing a little Bake Off podcast, but my yeah. God, those faces were just atrocious. Oh yeah, they were. They were very terrifying. Weren't it they? was unbelievable. Some of them, yeah, just oh, just oh, terrifying, scary. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Um, That's Bake Off, everybody. Watch Bake Off. That is. To the Metal Bake Off edition. <laughs> so yeah, there's also a thing in Pravus that is, they they are doing like proper palm muted syncopated chugs at one point, and it's like I feel like that's the closest to like absolute bass level gent that they get. Yeah, because I I think a lot of those bands probably they're just doing that as we said earlier. Whereas yeah, obviously Mashaga have so much more going on, and there's like about the maths and about the programming and etc. And I feel like there's a point in this song where it literally just gets to like, that's probably, you know, that's the thing that they would have done before. And that's what right. those other bands are doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like it's just that for a moment. Yeah. Should we have explained what gent is for people that don't I mean, know I don't really know. But yeah, if you think you've got a grasp on it, like we've sort well, of been referencing it in terms of Meshuggah. So if, you, yeah, if you've got a I mean, grasp, I've, go. Yeah, I, I never listened to Meshuggah or anything gent otherwise before but it's described and it's categorized as its distinctive sound is a high gain distorted palm muted low pitch guitar sound the name gent is an onomatopoeia of the sound that the guitar would make because i guess it sounds uh, like gent 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 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I guess the best way we could sum it up is the way we've been talking about bleed, that sort of like Yeah. Just bass drum matching with dun 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 Yeah. But on like a low string and everything that's the whole... doing the same. Yeah. Like with those yeah, exactly. Yeah. Triples and singles and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. like just one note dun 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 dun. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any other songs you want to talk about or should we sort of wrap it up? I mean, I, d- I don't think the other songs have anything in them that we've not already covered, if that makes no. sense. No, I, I think we have mentioned every song. Um, maybe yeah. we haven't gone into Electric Red as much, but yeah. yeah or this, say, this I don't Spiteful think Snake, we've not really talked about much. Yeah, those, but... those are the two. But then those are the ones we sort of mentioned that have that sort of hangy, chuggy riff in the verses, like the jin, jin, jin. Oh, that's true. Sort of stuff. Yeah. So I guess we have, in a way, talked about every song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can tell um, ourselves that. Yeah. Uh, they they seem to, one final thing that sort of I noticed going through the album, they seem to either love a hard stop or they love a fade out. It's they do. It's one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Nothing in between. So I guess, yeah, that because everything's so precise, isn't it? Yeah. It just makes sense for it either to all carry on or for it to just stop. Just go, dun, 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 stop. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, that's that's our take on Obzin by Mashogo. It is. Yeah. Like you say, feels... not particularly moment by moment, but we, no. I think we've got the mood of the album across, haven't we? Yeah. I think I, it sort of feels like we've been really exhaustive with it, and it also feels like we haven't scratched the surface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So it's time to say whether this album is going on our Hall of Fame and to pick some songs. Okay, Richard. Is it going on your Hall of Fame? <laughs> well... I know that it's really inaccessible at points and I know that it's repetitive at points but I think because I'd never listened to them before and I never listened to I well not necessarily listened to but I'd never heard anything like it before it really blew me away this album okay. especially like how it starts and I just didn't know what to expect and I think it was more than I was expecting I think I was expecting that very bass level just chugs and yeah there's so much more to it and so i've got to say i really enjoyed it um and yeah i might not be able to tell the difference between <laughs> some of these songs but i've only had a week to listen to it but i think i'm gonna carry on listening to it for sure and okay some some of these songs are perfect like background and they're perfect for like if you're doing something like i found it it's so good for like i was just like doing chores and stuff it's great for that but then i also think some of it is perfect for like if you're at the gym or or stuff like that yeah so i think it's got a lot of these different vibes yeah and it's just the sort of perfect um blend of that aggression and repetition for me i think so yeah it's okay. going in my hall of fame which wow. really surprised me i don't know if i was expecting it would Okay. When you started off your talk there, I was really hoping you were going to say, I know it's impenetrable and I know it's repetitive, but it's not going in my Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those are the things I look for. But (laughs) Okay, how about you, Kyle? Uh, It is not going in... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is not going in my Hall of Fame, Richard. I think the things... I I think as... um, Same as Tool. I think I Mm -hmm. can appreciate it on a technical level, um, yeah. the fact that they, like these five guys spent a year in a room writing and recording this and that I've seen them play it live and that it is physically possible by human beings mm-hmm. is like astonishing and is something that I just absolutely applaud. But in the same way as Feed the Rhino last week and in the same way as Tool, there is, I, I did not particularly, I don't like his voice. I can't, I don't yeah. get on at all with his scream. Uh, it's just like the same thing for nine songs, the same as last week. Um, yeah. Just there's no, like you say, there's a bit of variation right at the end of the album, but that's like 45 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and I just don't get on with it. And, and like, I, it's, there's nothing to hang on. It's just a man shouting as loud as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I can appreciate the, the impressiveness of everyone that's playing, but I there is only so much that I can yeah. take before the... Because they're just in playing in open F strings and then some high notes. Yeah. They never basically write a riff that uses anything but the bottom three strings. That is it's, true. It's just, I don't know. Like Again, it's completely preference, but I... 
it's not something that I will be going back to because I it it just isn't for me. Um, Fine, but but I'm glad you found a band that you like. Yeah, I think it was just that because I know I have said previously that I do like Tool, and then obviously we did that episode, and I didn't put that in my Hall of Fame. Mm. Um, so you might be feeling slightly confused by that but <laughs> i think yeah i in the same way that that was like yeah you can appreciate the technical ability and mm. the impressiveness of it i think the the reason that didn't but this does go in mind is because i think just the pure sort of aggression in this like is just something even though i can't sort of hang on to the actual vocals i can hang on to that mood that it's creating and i okay. just get like got like super caught up in a few of the songs just like yeah. oh my god this is like the absolute perfect tone for exactly what i'm after all right well there you go yeah um so we've got nine choices you've got to pick three of them if yeah. you can what are you gonna pick i am gonna pick combustion right i'm gonna pick bleed mm-hmm. and i'm gonna pick pravis what are you gonna pick richard kyle no fucking way it's happened. No fucking way! I, I fucking picked, knew it I'll, would. I'll show you on the screen because you oh. might not believe me. I've picked, well, it's backwards, but I've picked Combustion, I've picked Bleed, and I've picked Pravis. No fucking way, it finally happened! Wow, I did not expect it to be an album that we disagreed on. Neither did I. I thought we'd either, well, yeah, I, I never thought it would have happened because we've agreed on so many albums and never managed this. Yeah. Often I think we're going to do it with something like Black Sabbath or Thin Lizzy. Yeah but one of us goes slightly different. Wow, okay. Well, we've done three out of three. How there do you, you feel about potentially like, I don't know, like 20 minutes of this album going on? I mean, I'm fine. The reason I picked those three songs is because those are the three that I like the most. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, that's good. Well done, Mashuga. You finally brought us together. Uh, so, what's the next one going to be, Kyle? Oh, let's find out. You've got the number generator. I've got the spreadsheet. Will it be so below this... 80 this week? Will it below 80? Well, it's me. So it might be. You say that. It, um, it is below 80. Oh my God. It's 79. F- <laughs> we got number 53. This is so exciting. What's it going to be? Rich. What? Rich. Mm-hmm. Rich, you're not going to believe it. Okay, no, hang on. We're about... Do you want to know, do you want me to alphabet. give you a letter? How are you feeling? Yes, give, give me a letter. Yeah. It is the first H album that we have on our spreadsheet. First Rich, you're not going to believe it. No, I'm not going to believe it. What is it? It's Hardwired to Self-Destruct by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the first Metallica album we get. That's it's the yeah. That's the first Metallica album we get. Is their most recent one. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, I've actually never listened to it. Oh wow. Okay. I've not listened to it for a good couple of years. Kyle, we finally got Metallica. We finally got Metallica. Well, I'm excited. Yes, me too. Finally, get to talk about James Hetfield. <laughs> we've never done that before yeah i know um yeah we, we get to talk about them legitimately this week we do yeah i mean we've basically done their entire backstory across the other 18 episodes so yeah yeah we can true. just jump straight to the songs <laughs> um do you want to tell people how they can get in touch and stay in touch with us of course i do um so you can get us on social at chew the metal on twitter and instagram um we also have an email chew the metal at gmail.com and rich wanted to uh Quickly highlight something that dropped into our inbox. Yeah, we, we got an email uh, <laughs> that just made us laugh. It was yeah. from Jace Face. So thanks for your email, Jace Face. Uh, he said, uh, I think it's a he, or they said, um, Hey, fellas, just stumbled across your Alice in Chains Dirt review. This is one of my favourite albums of all time, but not better than Facelift. And I appreciate the fair way you approach the album. But then, Kyle, he takes a turn. <laughs> He says, well, one of you had a great gar- great grasp of the album, the depth of it and the sound they were trying to portray. The other one of you who didn't have this on your Hall of Fame is simply wrong. Great work. <laughs> Sorry, Jay's face. That was me. So we're, uh, yeah, we're glad that you, you felt compelled to write that. That's, uh, that's a good one. Thank you. It is great. Yes. So yeah, if you want to send an email just like that to tell us how wrong we both are, one of us is, etc. Um, yeah, chew the metal at gmail.com. Exactly. And then you can, uh, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, just go on Apple Podcasts just to give us five stars and leave us a review. And then you can carry on listening wherever you listen, usually. Yes. 
And then uh, we also have the playlist. I know we talk, sort of pick songs for it every week, but we never really yeah. plug it. It's on Spotify. It's just called Chew the Metal, A Beginner's Guide to Heavy Music. Uh, and yeah, all the songs that we're picking every week, we, we put them on the playlist. So it's like a big, you know, it's a nice little t- time stamp of where we've been uh, for the past few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. And obviously make sure you support the artist by their music because uh, Spotify gives them literally nothing. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on uh, Apple Pod, Apple Music or, or buy the CD even. That's even better. Yeah, or record, I guess. Yeah, shit. Imagine this on a vinyl. Be great. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, okay. Well, let's go hardwire ourselves to self-destruct. Yes! And we will see you next week. Bye! <laughs>